Hey guys, it's Cass. And it's Jess. And we are the Long Distance Fangirls. Today we are starting the Take Me Home album, and we're going to cover the songs Live While We're Young, Kiss You, and Little Things. Hope you enjoy. Okay, before we get into anything else, happy birthday, Cass! Thank you, thank you. Yes, we are recording this on my birthday. So, so excited to be talking about these songs today because it was such a good start to be talking about Take Me Home. We're finally out of Up All Night. No offense, Up All Night. But, <laughs> but <Thank> also, you. <laughs> you're, I hope you have a great day. How old are you? Tell everybody what you're, like, you're doing, what's going on. Yeah. Well, I just turned 24. Um, not doing anything because uh, I'm not, which is good. Like, I don't have class or work today. So it's my day off. So love that. But as for, like, activities, Jess and I are going to be, I think, watching the next after movie because that's <laughs> that was truly all I wanted this birthday was to just shit on the after series some more. <laughs> But um, other than that, I don't have any plans. Girl, oh my god. Yes, we are definitely going to do that. And I cannot wait. And we'll give everybody here an update of our thoughts because it pretty much ties into our content pretty well, I think. That's true. Let's just, can we just take a moment to just discuss after for like two minutes? Because um, if you're listening to this, God, I hope you know what after is because it is very much (laughs) One Direction like... If you're deep into One Direction, then you know what After is. But if you don't, um, After is a fan fiction, started as a fan fiction, written about Harry, but has all the guys in it. And then it ended up getting published with their names changed barely. And then it ended up being turned into a movie. So the first one came out two years ago, and we watched it, and the movie was atrocious. And granted, I want to say I used to love the books. I still kind of enjoy them. They're kind of like, I hate that I like it, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's comforting in a very odd, weird way. But <laughs> but I heard the movies were terrible, so we're going to watch the second one today. Well, the funny thing about the first one is, like, I don't, it doesn't, like, follow the book enough. And I think that's what, like, I mean, all movie adaptations, like, struggle a little bit. But Harry, or excuse me, Harden is just, like... <laughs> He's not as aggressive as you want him to be in any circumstance. Like, he's not as mean. He's not as rude. He's not as just, like, abrasive. He just kind of is, like, there and a little bit snarky. I agree. But my only thing is that I think this new one that came out, as far as I can tell, I think it more closely follows the book. And now that it's, like, brought to life, we're truly seeing how cheesy it is and, like, how bad it is <laughs> you know because after is one of those things it's like I don't want to own up to the fact that I still kind of enjoy it like I feel like it's it's like Twilight like I'll go back and read it every few years because it's just kind of like a nostalgic high school thing embarrassing moment for me I actually listed after as like one of my favorite books when I first got to college like during uh, one of those uh, like <laughs> You know, get to know you sessions or whatever. I was like, my favorite book series is After. And when people asked me what it was, I was like, it's a romance. I'm oh, so embarrassed. At, a, at Notre Dame, in an English <laughs> major. Oh. Now, my answer, my answer has changed. I would like it to be clear. Okay. I went through four years of college, and my answer is not the same. But... It was that when I was 18 years old. I mean, we all were, like, enthralled with it. Because we were there in the beginning, like, as the chapters were coming out on Wattpad. Like, we were fully invested. So I feel like that's part of it. Just because we were there when it started. So, like, we became so invested to the point where it's like, now we have to see what happens with it. Yeah, and the books had only come out, like, a year before that. Like, the actual published books, I think had only at least the first one I think had only even been out for a year if not like less 
So I think I had just like reread them and was like feeling myself and all that with them. So that's my story, friends. <laughs> but yeah, that's after in a nutshell. <laughs> it is. Anyways, uh, Jess, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> my week, uh, it's not been bad. I haven't really done a whole lot, but in exciting news, I am leaving for London tonight. Love that. We are so happy, so, so happy that you finally so get to go. It's very exciting. I It's been such a long time coming. I have not seen my husband in nine months, for all of you that did not know that. So it's been a really long time. And I'm not really looking forward to traveling during a global pandemic. I'm actually quite anxious about it. But hopefully, hopefully it's all worth it. Hopefully I don't get COVID. And if you do, at least you have it there. <laughs> at least True. you're in a country that takes it seriously at least i'm in a country where the leader believes in science yeah exactly oh that's big news for the week the election oh that is fantastic good oh sorry fantastic big news just to yes. reiterate yes. what you said <laughs> love that we're all in a state of just euphoria right now now we just have to get through these two months and <laughs> yes and Still keep fighting for what we, like, want. Because just because we have somebody that, like, might take us seriously in office doesn't mean that we, like, are done. Oh, absolutely not. You have to hold people accountable. But this is somebody that can at least be held accountable. Like, he's not going to try and turn it against and whine about it. Precisely. So, with that, are we ready to actually talk about some One Direction I think so, because I know both of us are super excited to be taking on their second album today. Yes, I, I told Jess, I was like, what a good birthday episode, because I, while these obviously are not my favorite songs ever done by them, like, of course, <laughs> having like Stockholm Syndrome would have been absolutely perfect, but these are, it's just such a refreshing change from Up All Night. Yeah, I, they have a lot of similarities at least these first couple songs and I think part of that's probably because they're singles and like they have to have a certain like quality to them for the radio if that makes sense yeah yeah but in general their voices already sound so much more mature across them all and really excited me because I'm like okay we're getting into like this is where they kind of start taking the reins a little bit like I think some of them experiment a bit with writing and I think Niall starts playing guitar. Um, he does. Concerts for these. So, like, it's pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty exciting. I think my biggest, I guess, general note as we're transitioning albums was, I think one of the smartest moves that they made as the band was having the full back backing band with them rather than having it music produced, like, all um music production background like Up All Night was that's how we got like the synthy electro kind of weird sound to all those songs now they're using a full band where it's just like drums guitar bass piano in the back and oh my god it transformed them truly it's like this is such a pivotal moment while these especially the first two songs are very Up All Night-esque they kind of have similar storylines and stuff like that it's like there are songs on Up All Night that were completed. Like, they are the finished product. This is what those should have been. Because, I don't know, the band just, like, changes it. It's less auto-tuny. It's less electronic. It's less all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's a breath of fresh air. Part of me wonders if they realize this on their first tour. If they're like, hey, maybe a live band would, like, do better for us live. Because yeah. I think that they were pretty certain that they were going to be touring with all their albums at this point. Because that's how artists make money. Um, I don't know. Just a thought. I mean, that's probably true. And it also helps, especially it gives more to talk about during a concert. It gives more, you know, there's more energy to play off of. Because at least when we would go, you know, Niall is, you know, dancing with the guitar guy and all this stuff. 
it makes the shows a little bit better. You have more people to watch. I mean, obviously, it's all eyes on one direction, but having these other four guys in the back, it's like, oh, there's more to see, you know? Yeah, and even the band members, like, instrumental band, became somewhat famous. Like, I remember I followed uh, Sandy and uh, Josh, um, the drummer and the bass player. I can still name all of them. I got you. Okay, so on uh, on keys, there was John Schoen. Oh my god! So embarrassing. I believe uh, main guitar was Dan Richards, bass was Sandy Beals, and drums was Josh Devine. Girl, oh, oh my god! That's embarrassing, but. <laughs> Okay, okay. They became they became such a pivotal part of the One Direction fandom. Like everybody followed them. I mean, it was like Lou Teasdale. Like everybody follows even their team, and the band was part of them at that point. Yeah, and Mark and uh, Polly Higgins and <laughs> yeah, all those people. They just become part of the whole what One Direction is. And I think that's so unique because most artists you don't have that, and I think. Honestly, I loved it so much because I feel like the people that make an artist look good on stage, make them sound good on an album, they're so forgotten about. They're so pushed to like the back. They're just like a name in the back of your CD that you may or may never read. And I love that. I know it wasn't everybody on their production team and their like style squad or anything like that. But even the fact that a few of the names and like faces could come to the like spotlight and like get the appreciation they deserved, I think is really special and just not something you see very often. Yeah. And the fact that these people still have a following, you know, and these people still, I mean, I, I don't follow, I don't think any of them anymore just because I've really cut down on who I follow on on Instagram in general. But, you know, the other day I looked at like Lou Teasdale's account because I was, I was curious at what Lux looked like now because she's so much older than when we She is. <laughs> and I was just like, I love that these people still have things for themselves. And I know Josh Divine the drummer, he had music on his own and I listened to that and I still listen to it sometimes and I just I'm glad that One Direction was able to give these people the platform that they also deserved so that we could follow on their journeys as well. Me too. And I think part of like Part of it for me in the past was, like, I think I have a better chance at getting one of their attention, like, one of the band members or lose <laughs> yeah. attention, and then they can introduce me to, like, Niall or Harry or whoever, and... <laughs> They're just the stepping stones to what we really want. As sad as that sounds, like, yeah, I think when I was 16, that was why I followed them, but I did a begin, like... I still follow some of them on my personal Insta, I think. Um, and I appreciate like what they put out when I see it. Well, and it's nice for us to know, too. I mean, this will be a story for another podcast. But the, the concert day when we ended up seeing their choreographer, obviously, we didn't talk to him or anything. We just saw him in passing. But the fact that we can be like, we know who that was. That was their choreographer. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> that whole experience is so surreal but like that'll be a whole podcast episode for sure but just like our concert experiences like I feel like we have to talk about all three of them like all together three four four <laughs> are you so four we went to yeah. four yeah because we went to two back to back Oh, 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 okay. So I didn't. I thought you meant three different, or sorry, four different series. I was like, I think we only went to three tours, four concerts. Yes, that makes sense. We okay. really wanted to break the bank back in the day, so <laughs> we did. We really did. <laughs> Anyways, um, specifics about "Live While We're Young." I kind of wrote that this was this was in the era of YOLO. Like YOLO had just. <laughs> ended its its reign and I was like wow we're just bringing it right back with instead of YOLO now we're doing live while we're young and it just was like you kind of missed the timing there guys but yeah I it sounded I remember not liking the song when it first came out I I remember remember being yeah it, it just I don't know what it was I didn't like the video for it either I remember I remembered like everything about this song was like I thought it was just 
I was actually really nervous because they released this song before they released the full album. And I was nervous that I wasn't going to like Take Me Home and kind of this new like vibe they were putting off. But then other songs saved the album as a whole. But that said, this I don't know what it is about this song. I, I still really didn't care for it. I can appreciate it a little bit more now um, just for being kind of like that fun, like summer, like hit tune. But I don't know. Just in general, it's not my favorite. I think that's, and that's kind of just what I classify this song as, because, you know, these music videos came out in the summer and stuff like that, and it was a very summer vibe music video, I remember, and while we're talking about the music video, just a quick note, that's how the row move came, and I remember, even just listening to it this morning, I, I did it in my seat, and I was like, oh my god, what have they done to me, but <laughs> I, I just, I think that this song is what it's meant to be like it's meant to just be a fun pop summer radio song and i'm not going to classify it any more than that because it isn't like the greatest tune known to man it's not their greatest work but it is such a huge leap from before that i can appreciate that and see i didn't actually view it as a huge leap because i thought it had a very similar vibe to what makes you beautiful just without like the meaningful lyrics and they still had a bunch of auto-tune in this song like and I know you said like it's great that they're using um not using like that synth like electronic sound and I agree but they also just threw in some like really random instrument sounds too especially at the beginning and into the first verse and it just I don't know it just sounded like very all over the place for a while I don't know it, it is and I agree and I'm not in any way saying that this is perfection <laughs> But I, I think that that came with time for them, I think. And obviously, the last two albums are, they don't even pale in comparison to the other ones. Like, they're just so much better because they grew. And I think that we're just seeing growth happening. It's not obviously the top, but I can appreciate the growth. And I agree that back then, I didn't see this as growth like I do now. Back then, I just liked it because it was a fun fun little dancey song but now I can look back and I'm like oh I can really appreciate this song now for what it is yeah I can see what you're saying with that and I will say one thing even though there is a lot of auto-tune um you can tell that their voices have aged like you can tell that they're not 16 anymore or like 17 or whatever most of them were you can tell like they've kind of their voices have dropped a bit like things are changing Mm mm-hmm yeah. I think especially with Niall, I think Niall's one person, and Louis too, but especially Niall, where I hear the the growth in his the, voice. The person I heard it the most with was Harry. I do hear it with him too, but I think I just, in general, like I was hearing more of Niall, so I was like, oh, like he does sound much more mature and all of this, and I just, I loved it. <laughs> Um, the other thing I like have a note of here that I just want to say is this song, like a lot of the songs on the Up All Night album, I think is much better live. I think it's a very fun song to listen mm-hmm. to at a concert. And one part in particular that when I was listening to like just the studio version um, before we started filming this was um, Zane on the bridge. Whenever he did it live, he would do kind of that little like riff thing that always just like melted my heart and like would give me chills. And I was so sad, like when we got to it on the like recording here, like on Spotify and it wasn't there. And I was, cause I'm so used to hearing it live, I guess. Um, just from like the movie and all that and sad. It was not there. Yeah. I, I, and I actually said that about, kiss you i didn't know like this one is definitely a great live song but i know kiss you i said like that one i loved live but while we're talking about the lyrics of live while we're young we have to talk about tonight let's get some because (laughs) they say that a lot in this song and i in my little search this morning Obviously, that caused some controversy saying tonight, let's get some over and over because this song was on the radio and it did kind of not blow up, not blow up in the sense like little things blew up, but it it, got, it was bigger, you know, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. let me let me read the annotation from this genius person. Thank you to 
whoever put this there. Oh, genius, I think. <laughs> but the sexual innuendos in this song have caused a standoff in a school choir in Michigan. In 2014, parents claimed that these lyrics were overtly sexual and pulled away their two teenage children from a show from a choir showcase where they were set to perform Live While We're Young. According to the Mirror, the parents also sent a letter to the school saying that these lyrics violated the district's policy for sexual innuendos. Of course, uh, sass master from Doncaster, Louis Tomlinson, had to chime in on Twitter. And <laughs> here's what he said. Tweet one says, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Stone, I'm deeply sinned by your complaint to Chelsea High School regarding our lyrics, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Second one, I hope the two of you get some very soon, smiley face. <laughs> Hashtag crying parents. That is so sassy. Which, I mean, he's right. If you're that up in arms, then maybe you just need to get some. But <laughs> love love that for Louie because he was always sassy on Twitter. And I just, I loved seeing that. Because I think that's the thing. This song, like, is just not to be taken seriously. And obviously these people took it way too seriously. Here's me being, like, the prude police or whatever. But you don't have to read this, like, with a sexual innuendo. I'm, like, as you were saying that, I was, like, reading through the lyrics a little bit. And, yes, yes, you can take it that way. But you can also, again, just take it like they're going, like, out for a drive and having fun and just being young and being, like, wild, you know? Like, I don't know. And even if you do take it as sexually... This song is nowhere near as worse than some of the other stuff that was coming out in 2014. So, I was going to say, wasn't it like, wasn't that song go. by Eminem and Rihanna out at this time that was like, Love the Way You Lie or something like that? I oh, hated probably. that song. Oh, I That was such an abusive song. Oh. Very, yes. Yes, abusive. But, anyways. Anyways, I, I don't have. Out, I wanted to point out that, uh, lyric because and that tweet because I just love Louis sassy tweets but other than that that's really all I had on live while we're young same and I'm glad that you found that tweet that's like some major research skills that I know you just happened upon but still like adds something fun to this like song that we're both kind of just met about yeah so I gave this song a three out of five just because uh it's average it's good I can really appreciate the transformation of the band and all of that, but the song just is what it is, a basic pop song. I actually gave it a three out of five too, and it I was going back and forth between a two point five and a three. And I decided to give it the three because I think this song being a single, like it just it kind of sticks out to me. And I think that in general just kind of pushed it up just a smidgen. All right. Moving on to Kiss You. I'm so excited. I love this song. I don't know why. And it's one of those, like, hidden loved One Direction songs for me. Because obviously everybody loves, like, If I Could Fly and all those songs. But I'm like, Kiss You is, like, a bop. It really is just a bop. It's a... This song, if anything else, this song reminded me so much of Up All Night just because it's so cheesy, but I love it, and I'm okay with it. So. Exactly. That's And this is what I said. I'm like, it is a Up All Night song, but it's like the completed Up All Night song about how we had ones before where we're like, it's just not finished. It's just not there yet. This is a song that's there. It's goofy. It's fun. The music video is goofy and fun. They just, you can tell that they had fun making this song and doing this song. Speaking of the music video real fast, I do want to bring up because I know. We need to talk about the music video for this one. because We do, because I I know you and I both had the same thought when we first watched it, because Niall plays the trombone in, or, or at least he's holding one. I don't know if he's actually playing it, but I know you and I, being trombone players in high school, freaked out about it. And we're so excited. And my little Nile girl heart could not take the emotion that was behind that. We truly felt seen. Like, it's the the dumbest thing ever, really. But it's like, they have a trombone. They get it. Like, they know us. <laughs> I think I was just like, we stand a chance. Like, I don't know if I necessarily felt seen. But I definitely was like, 
oh, there, because like, here's the thing. When you're in a part of the trombone section, it's generally a male dominant instrument. So, Not in our high school, but definitely in the usual, yes. And because of that, like, I feel like female trombone players, like, just, I don't know, we feel left out in a lot of ways. And I know a male, Niall, playing the trombone in a video upholds that stereotype, like, it's a male. But, like, I don't know, I just somehow connected the idea, like, oh, he likes trombones. Oh, he would like trombone players. I'm a female trombone player. Like, it's going to work out. But oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we obviously took this leaps and bounds ahead of what it was. It was probably just something they saw in the props department and was like, this was fun. But I I mean, I agree. Like, one of those things where it's like, wow, they get it. <laughs> also, another thing that I want to say about this music video, because I just, I think it, it blew up. It kind of became a meme. Like, everybody thought it was so funny, was Harry's four nipples, because there is a... <laughs> like scene in the music video where they're just like going around in different scenes like they're outside or they're they're surfing and this was the surfing one so obviously they were in swimsuits and I don't remember exactly what lyric it is but he's like covering his nipples like as you were supposed to on social media but then his other two are still showing so then he moves his fingers to the other two and it just everybody thought it was hilarious and the funniest thing ever and I was in that group of, I was like, oh my god, this is so funny, like, haha, here he has four nipples, type thing. This video in general, it was just, it's so funny because it's not even, like, one of their probably, like, most complicated ones to film. It looked like it was just at, like, some film studio um, out in L.A., probably, and they just shot with random props. Yeah. Yeah. And it came together. I honestly think this is one obviously not the best but this is one of their better music videos i think i think it's interesting and maybe you'll agree with me because i think that the production quality of their music videos drastically changes over time so you have their first one like what makes you beautiful that is very like staged it's very much like they're telling a story the guy gets the girl all that and then you have one thing where they're just kind of jamming out and you have gotta be you where they're kind of just on like a campsite jamming out and i think what they realized from those two is that the fan base loves watching the One Direction guys just be themselves. And mm-hmm. I think that they took that to heart with all of these, even uh, little things, which we'll get to in a little bit, was more just like laid back because they could have done something like really with a girl. Yeah, they could have, but they instead just featured the guys and like Live While We're Young and Kiss You both are just them kind of like goofing around for three minutes on a camera. That's it. Well, and I believe what makes you beautiful. I don't know if gotta be you as a woman in it either, but I can't remember, but I know at least the up all night music videos are the only ones that have women in it as like a love interest. Cause they obviously every album has a love song as a single and none of them have women in it. And I, that was such a good move on their point. Cause they knew that that's what the audience wanted. And obviously night changes. They like take it to a whole new level. But I think that of the three singles we have right here today, I think Kiss You is the best music video. Oh, by far. Like, not even a question. But um, one other thing that I want to talk about, kind of with the music video, also with lyrics, is the chinny-chin-chin line. Because, I mean, in the music video, it's got, like, Niall, like, rubbing his fake facial hair that he could obviously never grow. That was, like, a huge thing. And the One Direction fandom was, haha, Niall can't grow hair. But <laughs> the chinny chin chin line just always makes me laugh because it's just so goofy and fun. But it's not, it's not too cheesy where it's bad. It's like they hit the right amount of cheese. I don't know. I have a comment here saying that like we thought that these guys were like they they were so iconic. We idolized them so much. It was almost like they were like the Shakespeare of our time and then they have this lyric thrown in there you know it's just (laughs) like weird funny good love it but also weird I think to me it kind of just it I don't know it normalizes them because we say weird stuff all the time and so like just the fact that they can throw in a weird line too I'm like okay that's fine but um Another thing lyrically that I wanted to say was Kiss You, I'm pretty sure, is the only song on the whole album that says anything, that says the words, take me home. Because obviously there's no 
song called Take Me Home on Take Me Home. This is the only yes. song that points towards it. And I just it wonder what, why they like extracted that lyric out of here and was like, album title. It makes me wonder. I, I don't know. I feel like we could theorize all day about the title of all of their albums, especially like going back to Up All Night. Like, why was Up All Night not one of their singles? Like, why was it so buried in their album? You know, mm-hmm. so this one kind of, I mean, Take Me Home sounds a lot better than Kiss You for an album title. I agree. I agree. And I guess if we're going to choose between Live While We're Young and Kiss You, Take Me Home was the way to go. <laughs> for sure. This isn't a lyric comment, but I do just want to say something about a couple of the guys here. Number one, I did not hear Louis featured at all in this song. He is not, I don't think. He, okay. Don't, the br- He doesn't have the, a solo. He doesn't have a solo. The only time he's quote unquote featured is the bridge. Yeah, because he does the yeah, so tell me girl if every time we. Oh, uh, you're right, you're right. That's his only thing <laughs> in the whole song. So I guess he does have like a little, like. He one has a little, on. a little blip. And you know what? That little blip, he does it with all of his heart. I mean, the man just throws it all in there. But, That's true. yeah, that is all he gets. Um, and then the other couple things I have here. So the first thing I actually noticed about the song was that Zane started it, which is Me wild. Too. Because I was like, he never starts a song. I noticed that, too. And I was like, oh, Zane's in the beginning. He's not doing the bridge. <laughs> but he did do the bridge. Yeah. He's, he's he does along both. with the bridge. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But it still was just shocking to hear his voice, like, so much. And it actually made me realize, like, I don't know why, but I just always kind of thought that he was thrown on the bridge and, like, not really featured that much in their early songs. And it makes me remember, like, actually, no, I know we talked about it a lot with Up All Night, too. Like, he was featured a lot there, and I just didn't remember that being the case. And so it's interesting to really pick these apart and notice, like, his presence so much more. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then the last comment I had on the individual guys is actually about Harry. And I thought he, at least when he came in on his part in the first verse, I honest to God thought he sounded like somebody completely different. Like he almost sounded like a whole new sixth member of the band. Really? Yeah. He is very, I don't think raspy is the right word, but it's, it's. Him and Louis too, they're very punchy in this song. Just like, because, I mean, it is fast-paced, and I think that's why that's, that's what makes this song so much fun and all of that, because it is very punchy and upbeat. But, yeah, I agree. It's very, like, tell me, tell me, like, very, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's different. Like, you can tell he's, like, matured some. And yes. it, like, took me off guard because... I think Live While We're Young was so auto-tuned. And then this one, it's still auto-tuned, but not to the same extent. So, mm-hmm. but also another, like, very important um, note about how I felt about the song in general. It Did it sound, like, really fast to you? Yeah. I just thought it sounded, like, much faster than I remember. Like, I don't know. I just, like, made a comment. Like, it felt like it was, like... um. It's a very on like one point five, like on the yeah. one point five time, like that's what it felt like when I was listening. I was like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Like I feel like if I was dancing to this, I would be like out of breath. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Well, and I remember I wrote like this song was such a fun one live. Like this one more than Live While We're Young because I think it is just so fast paced that just like you're jumping the whole time and you're just like having so much fun and I just. I remember loving when this song came on during the concerts. Me too. I agree with that 100%. But one, while we're talking about the singing and back to Harry's singing, one little note I wanted to send was that uh, Harry's harmonies in the outro, I put, send me to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Word for word. Yeah, I... His harmonies in general, and I actually have a comment on that for little things. Um, I, I just love when they do harmony, honestly, in general, the whole One Direction crew, because I don't care who's paired with who or whatever, but it always sounds just so, like, 
special. Mm-hmm. I agree. But that's all I have on this song. I have one more little note because I thought it was hilarious. In like the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds of the song, there's like a random children's choir sound just placed into the end. What? And it like really took me off guard. You no, I'm dead serious. There is. So it's on the yeah, yeah, like right like in the last like five seconds of the song. Okay, pause. Let me You have to go hear it. I'm not I it like I heard it and I was like, what did they do? Oh, the very last the yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, I was listening, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is just like really good. Yeah, that very last yeah, yeah, before Harry doesn't let me kiss you. It's just so abrupt. It took me really off guard. I So I listened to these songs, like, only once this week. But I went back and I listened to that part, like, three times. Like, and the, like, lead up to it. Because I was like, that stuck out. That That's not, like, normal. Yeah, and that's weird. I, maybe it's not a children's choir. Maybe it's just, like, the fans singing along with them. Which I don't really understand because they hadn't performed it live yet when they recorded this so i don't know i'm very confused i don't know why it's in there i don't know like their thoughts behind it but whatever (laughs) not their best choice but with that are you ready to rate yes i am ready to rate so i gave kiss you a 3.5 um just slightly better than live while we're young i just think it's like i'm ready for some new stuff um, it's still really good. Like, I'm not going to rank it low, but like, I don't know. I'm ready for some different sounds from them. I gave this song a four just because I, I love this song so much. And I think a big part of it is just, I have such happy memories of this song, just like singing to it at concerts. And honestly, I remember the exact moment this music video came out and I just, I just have so much happiness that goes with this song that it's a four for me that's completely fair next up little things Woo! we're back to an ed sheeran song (laughs) again that's probably why i like this song so much yeah i so listening back i don't love it as much as i used to i mean obviously back then we all loved it like it was our favorite songs for almost everybody and like This is, I mean, this song blew up. Like, this, it was a song that people who, even if you didn't really know One Direction, you knew this song. Kind of like, I know, not, you won't know as much, but like, Five Seconds of Summer for them, Amnesia was that. Like, people who didn't even know them knew Amnesia. And I feel like Little Things is that. Like, you don't know One Direction, but you know Little Things. Yeah, I agree. They played this song on the radio all the time back in, like, I don't know, when did it come out? 2013? 2012? Yeah, 2013. It, it was constantly on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. But I do... It is a very typical Ed Sheeran song. It's very just, like, pointing out all your insecurities. Like, let's... Let, I've seen TikToks of like people who are like put a finger down if you have this insecurity and it's just listing every insecurity that this song names (laughs) and there's a lot but I can appreciate the fact that these you know these five guys were singing about it and it's it's like um what makes you beautiful where it's they're telling you that we love you despite all of these things and who doesn't love that that's such a good point and I think Honestly, this was the song that, like, every teenager, like, needed back when it was popular. And, like, I think a lot of teenagers now could still, like, really get a lot out of it, still, like, really relate to it, still, like, really, I don't know, feel validated from it. I know that's how I felt. I felt validated from this song. And Mm -hmm. I felt like it was possible, maybe even for the first time, that, like, the idea of falling in love and being myself and all of that like was possible like I didn't have to be something I wasn't for like a guy to love me in the future yeah that's very true it does kind of give you reassurance especially at that age when we're so impressionable and we're so uncomfortable with our bodies 
it just it's it was a good song i think for everybody i also think it honestly maybe this is why people have such like high standards now and i'm not saying that you shouldn't have high standards i think that everybody should like get what they want and like need from a relationship and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but i do think that they set the bar really high for us at a young age and oh, my. That, that's like my. a good thing though you know like in a way because it trains i shouldn't say trains but it does it trains um young impressionable girls to like not settle it trains them to be like hey like wait until you find somebody that loves all of the little things about you yeah I mean, you know as well as anybody else, my expectations are just, like, <laughs> sky high and One Direction and there's even with their solo careers and all that, like, that's pretty much the reason why. And you're right, this song does just kind of let you know, like, hey, you need to find someone who does appreciate all of these things. And I, I love that. One thing I also really like about this song lyrically is it doesn't just talk about appearance little things. Like, it does talk about, like, weight. It does talk about, like, smiles and, like, all of, like, those important things and stuff. But it also talks about, like, little habits and, it little and like, just little things that people do. And I think that's a really good thing um, because a relationship... And especially, like, a serious relationship should be more than just about, like, attraction, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially when you live with somebody. Like, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Louise, you can't go to bed without a cup of tea. And it's, like, obviously that's not about appearance. But it is, like, a big, if you're in a relationship with somebody and before bed every night they have a cup of tea, like, that's that's a routine, you know? That's something about them that happens all the time. And you have to be okay with that which I don't know why anybody wouldn't like it's just a drink before bed but it is just like like oh I want to be in a relationship I want all these things and you're like I want them to notice those things about me like I want them to pick up on those little things and you know maybe they'll make my cup of tea before bed something like that yeah I definitely and I think honestly like I said before when you're so impressionable at like the age of 16 17 whatever this song like helps you see like it's worth waiting for like the way that this song made us feel just with the lyrics alone that feeling is worth replicating like in real life yeah I do have to say that now as I've grown I don't love the song as much as I used to but I think part of it is just I've become more confident in myself and if you know, the little things about me, you know, like I'm more okay with my body than I was in high school. And so this, I don't depend on this song as much anymore. Not that I depended on it then, but you know what I mean? I just, I don't need the reassurance as much now as I did then. I completely understand, but I, I guess I'm just speaking like back to to when we were that age and remembering how impactful it was for not just us, but like kind of as a community as the one direction fandom like i remember like you said this really shook up the fandom this was like the iconic song from this album yeah i mean i have written this is a staple one direction song whether mm -hmm. you like it or not this is like and you think of them you're gonna think of this song because it was so impactful to everybody it was like moments you know obviously not to the degree of the impact that 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 moments had but this was impactful in a different way and it just it's iconic in its own right i agree and something i pinpoint that i think really speaks to the art that is this song is for the first time and maybe there's like a hint of it in there but for the first time in any of their songs on the previous album and on this one i do not hear a single ounce of auto-tune and so it's the closest thing we've heard to their raw voices. And I think that really speaks volume to what they're talking about as well, because they're willing to be vulnerable and let the listeners into their own little things and their own little quirks with their voices. This is also a song that I believe is one of the first that Niall plays guitar for. And I know that was something that kind of took a while for him to be okay with playing guitar live and all of that. And 
it ended up as the tours went on and it got later like 2014 2015 he was doing it all the time but this just kind of proves like he also was insecure about that and he became okay with it and you know the music video is just very raw it's just them it's in black and white and all this stuff and they did a good job with how they marketed this song for sure yes 100 percent. one while we're talking about them their raw voices and stuff the harmonies in this song are very very good yes they are (laughs) oh my goodness the one between harry and niall where niall is like the harmony voice (laughs) yeah that's that's what i put i'm like i said i love the harmonies and then especially niall's because niall's just stood out because it's it's crazy like he's you he has all these harmonies before and up all night and all this stuff but this time you hear him like you know it's Mm -hmm. him it's it's raw, it's good, it's high, too. And I'm like, oh, okay, Niall. And in the um, This Is Us movie, I think I've referenced that like three times today, um, but the This Is Us movie, the concert portion, the live song, you can hear him then, too. And I just remember when I, because I think I, I don't know, I don't know if I necessarily noticed him singing the harmonies live when we went to the concert, but in the movie, you definitely do. And it is so good live, too. Mm-hmm. It is. And this is one of the songs that was a staple, not only for the fandom, but it was a staple for concerts, too. Like, this mm-hmm. became one that was performed at every tour. It was, like, a moment in itself where they would sit down they would just sing like nobody walked around they just sat and Niall played guitar and they'd sing and you know everybody would turn on their cell phone lights and all this stuff but it was it was always a special moment in the concerts I completely agree and a special moment for me and this could just be because I'm a Niall girl but I just think that the lyrics on Niall solo are so special and so beautiful. And I remember every time that the song would come on the radio in the car or like if I was home, I would make like everybody, whoever I was with, like just stop talking so I could like hear it and appreciate it in that moment. It was almost like a self-affirmation for me, even though I wasn't saying it myself, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Well, and it's, I love that Niall has the bridge with this song. Like, it's just him. It's not, they kind of jump off of their normal formula. And I'm like, oh, we're going to have Niall sing the bridge this time. And it kind of works really well because he does play the guitar. And at the concerts, it was just very, a very vulnerable moment, I think, for everybody. Yes, I agree. And uh, this is another song, Zane Starts It Again, which is just, I don't know, when I heard that for the second time in a row, I'm like, man, this is going to be special. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. But but that's that's all I have with this song that I want to say. I have one more thing because I feel like I always do. But we kind of mentioned it earlier when we were talking about, like, the habits and stuff. But the lyric, um, you can't go to bed without a cup of tea, Do you remember how much of a meme that got turned into? Yeah, yeah, it did. It, like, was all over the place on Instagram, on Twitter, on Tumblr. And, like, Louis obviously was at the center of it all because it was his lyric. And I think, like, Eleanor, his, like, girlfriend at the time, slash, I think they're kind of dating again. I don't really know what's going on with them. But um, she was, like, thrown in there. And then, of course, like, the Larry shippers were throwing Harry in there. And it was just, like, such a thing. Yeah. When I think part of the reason it blew up so much is that is such a British thing. Like, to <laughs> everybody else around the world, they're like, why the heck do you need tea before bed? Like, it's just a very, to them, it's normal. But to us, we're like, what? Why? It is. And as I now am, like, married to a British guy... He always drinks a cup of tea before bed. So I feel like maybe it's a thing over there. It must be. I think it is. But (laughs) who knows? You'll find out. Let me know. I will. When I go, I guess I'm going today. When I, like, officially am there for, like, a long time and COVID's not happening, I will scour scour the city, scour the country, and, like, try to get to the bottom of a cup of tea before bed, like, standard practice in the U.K., (laughs) Keep us updated. Will do. 
But that is officially all I have to say on this song. Okay. I gave this song a four out of five as well. I as just, well? Yeah, as Kiss You, because I gave Kiss You a four. Oh, got you. So also a four because it is obviously a very important song and a very big song for them and with their growth and everything. But I just, at this point in time, I don't necessarily love it as much as I used to, but I can give it a good rating based on how I felt back then. That's completely fair. And I also gave it a four. I debated going a little bit higher, but I don't know, kind of like you, I just didn't resonate with it as much as I did in the past. And it's still a good song, like musically, lyrically, it's still like good. So that's why it got a four. Okay, we finished up the three. We can. It's pretty obvious, I guess, where they're gonna fall in a yeah. full rank. But let's just well, go ahead and do you that gave, really quick. You gave two that had the same score, so oh, we don't true. know where you're gonna rank them. Mine are pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead then. You can give yours. Okay, so at the bottom currently is "Live While We're Young." Number two is Kiss You, and then number one is Little Things. All right, and then mine is, in third, I also have Love While We're Young, and then, big surprise, how the, the died ones go. So in two, I have Little Things, and one, I have Kiss You, just because at this moment in time, if I was going to pick one to listen to, I'm always going to pick Kiss You. That's fair. It seems, uh, I mean... Yeah, that makes sense. I just, Kiss You resonates with me more now. It's more, and plus I just enjoy more fun songs in general than the acoustic kind of songs. <laughs> Not gonna lie, this conversation makes me want to go watch the music video, like, when we're done. I know, I know. I'm like, I, I should have watched them because I, I was doing all that based on memory. Like, I, I think they do this thing. I know that there's the trombone in there. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely know how I'm going to be spending my time at the airport tonight. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. This was such a fun birthday episode. I appreciate you guys listening so much. And if you enjoyed, feel free to follow us on all of our social medias. We're at LD Fangirls Pod on all the big sites. And then we have a Facebook group. If you want to join, you can get full experience and have conversations with us about your thoughts on the songs. And if you think Little Things is better than Kiss You, if I messed up that rating, let me know. <laughs> if you would also like to rate us, we would love for you to do that. You can do so on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a review. This is the best way for us to kind of know how to improve the podcast, but also a really great way for us to continue to grow and get in front of more people that are interested in our chats about One Direction. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. See ya. 